0: Hi, I'm Remy Owen. And
1: I'm Isabel Recklitch.
0: And you're listening to the Kids Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Kids Weekly Podcast, the podcast for inquisitive and creative kids. The show is hosted by me, Remy Owen. And me, Isabel Recklitch. For those of you who have listened before, welcome back. And for those of you who are brand new to the show, welcome... We hope you enjoyed our last episode on croissants. And if you haven't listened to our episode yet, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, on the podcast app, on Podbean, lots of different places. You can even find it via our website, www.kidsweekly.com.au.
1: We hope you are busy creating, making, and drawing your croissants of the future. And thanks to everyone for sending us your croissant designs. They look great. Keep sending them in on today's episode.
2: The reason it keeps spinning is because of Newton's first law of inertia. Does it say that your parents don't believe the spin? Reducing the amount of surface area means reducing the friction.
0: Hmm, what could our topic be? We can't spin this any other way. Today's topic is fidget spinners.
1: On today's episode, we're going to look at 1 the history of the craze, how did it all start? Two, the science of fidget spinners, how does it work and why? Three, the psychology of fidget spinners, can they actually help our brains? So, some people don't know what the fidget spinner is. Um, yes we do. Everybody
0: knows what a fidget spinner is.
1: Alright, let's start with the definition. A simple toy in the form of a flat disc with a central bearing and several rounded-
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's boring. I want to know the story. There's a story behind everything and for this one, I've got to know.
1: Okay. Story time. Once upon a time, in a land far away, there was a young girl... No! A fun story! A real story! Okay, so this is the story of the fidget spinner. The interesting thing is that even though the fidget spinner has been around
0: since the 1990s, no one really knows who designed it. And here's why.
1: The fidget spinner was a device born from one woman's desire to achieve world peace. What? World peace? From a fidget spinner? You're nuts! Yes, I am! The woman's name was Catherine Hettinger, an American who was visiting her sister in Israel. Whilst she was there, Hettinger watched as the children played in the street. Now, it should be noted
0: that Israel, for a long time, has not been a very calm place. There has been, for
1: many years, ongoing conflict between Israel and its neighbours. Hetinka noticed that some of the boys playing in the streets were throwing stones at police officers. What if they could be playing with something calming and relaxing instead of rocks? But rocks rock! (laughs) Not for playing with, Remy! So that's it? She just put a fidget spinner in the boy's hands and boom! World peace! Not quite. There's a bit more to this story than it seems. Now unlike the fidget spinner that we know today, the one with three rounded blades, Hettinger's original spinner looked more like an alien spacecraft.
0: Yep. A UFO. It was one piece of plastic with a bump in the middle which you would place your finger inside of. The idea was that you would balance the spinner on that finger and then move your hand around to try and spin it. So why isn't that the toy that changed the world? Well to understand why Hettinger's spinner didn't take off like a UFO, pun intended, we need to understand how patterns work.
1: A patent is basically a piece of paper that tells people that you have invented something, you have to apply for a patent from the government in your country.
0: The important part of this is that if you have a patent on an invention,
1: you can stop all other people from copying your invention and making money from it. Hettinger's original design for the UFO fidget spinner was in fact patented. With this patent, she made some and she even sold some in her home state of Florida in the United States of America.
0: It was going pretty well for Hettinger, but she wanted to expand and grow her spinner sales. She decided that she would approach big toy companies and offer them the chance to sell her
1: spinner. After confirming her patent, Hettinger went to the third largest toy manufacturer in the world. Hasbro. Oh, cool! Aren't they the same guys that made Monopoly and Nerf guns and My My Little little Pony?
0: pony.
2: Yep,
1: and they even made the original Play-Doh! So what happened? What did Catherine Hettinger do? She booked her meeting with the Vice President of Hasbro to show him the toy. She was so nervous that she even began spinning her UFO spinner to calm her nerves.
0: But rejected. They said no.
1: What? So she never sold her toy to a big company. She never made millions of dollars from the toy that would go viral.
0: In 2005, her patent expired, therefore opening up the opportunity for anyone else to make their own version of the spinner.
1: Years went by and there was no news of the spinner. There was quiet.
0: There was no spinning.
1: Lots of fidgeting, but no spending.
0: But then... Over the 2017 New Year, history was in the making. Hundreds, nay, thousands, nay, millions of people were captivated by YouTube videos of teenagers doing cool tricks with a brand new toy.
1: The fidget spinner went viral! Because nobody owned the patent, suddenly anyone could make it. Boy, did people make lots!
0: In the first few months of the year, Chinese manufacturing companies had already started pumping out fidget spinners to the world. Suddenly, by the middle of 2017, they were everywhere!
1: And it didn't look like the fidget spinner craze was slowing down, as more and more versions were being created.
0: Fidget spinners were coming in all shapes and sizes. There were the soccer spinners, the Snoopy spinners, the -the glow-in-the-dark spinners, the
1: dragon spinners. There are even Harry Potter fidget spinners.
0: There are way too many out there.
1: But why? It's because when Catherine Hettinger lost her patent in 2005, nobody else bought it. And therefore, anybody could make it. And boy, did they make it fidget
0: spinners are relatively straightforward in design and don't cost much to make so lots of different companies made them.
1: even Russian jewelry brands were making luxury versions of the fidget spinner with the most expensive being covered in 100 grams of pure gold and costing more than twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars that's like twenty thousand one dollar chocolate frogs That's a lot of chocolate frogs. <laughs> And that brings us to today. While the craze is certainly not over, demand for fidget spinners has been declining for a long time.
0: According to Slice Intelligence, online fidget spinner sales peaked on the 5th of May 2017. So, Remy, is the fidget spinner over? Well, it doesn't look like it's totally over, as they are still being sold in toy shops around the world. But sales have been in a slow decline since May of 2017. So, as I sit here playing with my fidget spinner, I can't help but notice some things. There's a little wobble in it, I spin it, and it just keeps seeming to spin on forever.
1: Well, we'll look at all the science behind the fidget spinner right after our entertainment review.
0: For our entertainment review this week, we're back at Red Rocket Toy Store in sunny Rose Bay, Sydney. And we're here with the owner, Ricky. Ricky, how are you doing today? Hi again. I'm doing great. What about you? I'm wonderful. I'm pretty good too. Thank you for seeing us again, and we understand that you've got something new for us this week. We have our best-selling game this week, Slapsy. Slapsy? What in the world is Slapsy? Slapsy is uh, it's a card game. Everybody gets five double-sided picture cards and then in the middle is a uh, pile of cards with information on it It has wheels or wings is the one that uh, I'm holding here and then you've got to be the first to play your card that matches.
1: So you have to slap it down.
0: You have to be the first one to match your picture card with the descriptor card that somebody else plays and the first person to do that slaps it down. Exactly. <laughs> it
1: sounds like loads
0: of fun. How many plays is it for? Anywhere from two to ten. From the creators of
1: Tenzy. So you start with your five picture cards and you want to get rid of all of them as fast as you can.
0: Correct. Where can I get it? Red Rocket Toy Store. And we have loads of other things. Come down to our store and check it out.
1: So we want to know how the fidget spinner actually works. What's the science behind the spinner? We sent Remy to talk to Jesse Morris, who studies engineering at the University of Sydney.
2: Well, the fidget spinner is a fantastic example of a whole bunch of physics principles. How does the fidget spinner work? You hold the centre point with your forefinger and thumb, and then with your other hand, you take the end and you spin it as fast as you can and it will keep spinning. And the reason it keeps spinning is because of Newton's first law of inertia, which basically means that when an object starts to move, it will continue to move until another force is acted upon it. Ultimately, the fidget spinner will slow down and will stop, the reason being a wonderful thing called friction. What is friction? Cambridge dictionary defines friction as the force that makes it difficult for one object to slide along the surface of another or to move through a liquid or gas. The reason why it's hard to drag a sled across the ground is This force of friction drags back across these two surfaces.
0: What would happen
2: if there was no
0: more friction in the world?
2: If there was no friction, once something started moving, it would continue to move forever. If you pushed um, a sled across the ground and there was no friction, that sled would never come to a stop. If you strip back a fidget spinner, there'll be the axle. An axle is a metal stick that you hold around which something can rotate. And then around that will be a metal ring, a hollow metal ring. The thing that rotates and then you have balls wedged between this outer ring and the axle, the stick. And these balls can freely rotate in this outer ring. They can freely rotate in order to reduce the amount of friction that the fidget spinner experiences. From a physics point of view, these balls reduce the surface area in contact with the axle and the outer ring. Reducing the amount of surface area means reducing the friction. I think I'm starting to understand it now. So I've played with fidget spinners a fair bit in
0: my research for this episode. And one of the things that I found is that when you spin it really fast, then you slightly twist your fingers, you feel this weird kind of sensation inside.
2: So tell me about that. It's due to a principle called the conservation of angular momentum. Let's break it down. Angular basically means in a circle, something that moves in 360 degrees as opposed to something linear, which is just in a straight line. And momentum is something produced when an object which has mass, so any kind of object, it starts to move at, at some velocity. It starts to speed up. The law of conservation of energy and the law of conservation of angular momentum means that once you give an object angular momentum, the object will do everything it can to keep this angular momentum the same. When you actually spin a fidget spinner, you're giving the part of the fidget spinner that spins angular momentum. Unfortunately, the world is not completely perfect the fidget spinner can wobble
0: so suddenly the angular momentum that you've given the fidget spinner is now being added
2: by the force which is just the imperfection of the world yeah basically so if you spin it and let it rest on your finger. You'll actually notice that the entire fidget spinner will start to wobble until it evens itself out. It will slowly resolve itself and conserve the angular momentum that was given to it. It self-corrects. Yeah, it tries to find an equilibrium of balance point.
0: So this happens no matter if it's the most expensive fidget spinner or the least
2: expensive fidget spinner in the world. It happens in every object that can spin. Wow,
0: okay, I definitely learned something there. So my question is, how can fidget spinners save the world?
2: I don't think fidget spinners themselves can save the world, but if you can understand how a fidget spinner works, you can possibly save the world because if you understand physics, then the physics can save the world.
1: So they can't save the world, but can they save our brains? Well
0: there are lots of claims that fidget spinners can be ADHD management tools as well as focus toys. After the break, we'll talk to a child psychologist to find out.
1: This episode of Kids Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Australian Music Schools. AMS is the home of fantastic music
0: education for two-year-olds all the way to adults.
1: Classes range from five to 12 students and involve singing, moving, playing, Reading and creating music in a fun social environment that fosters creativity and learning.
0: Australian Music Schools is acclaimed by the Australian Music Examination Board, the AMEB, and records excellent student results.
1: Classes are piano based and every student will have a keyboard already in the room. And parents are encouraged to participate in the classes too. Australian Music Schools have many locations across Sydney.
0: It's amazing what can happen when you start for the fun of it.
1: There's lots going on in Australian Music Schools, including a Stedford's Theory and Musicianship. And AMS Camp. New classes enrolling now, so get onto the website, www.australianmusicschools.com.au, to find out more. Bidget <laughs> spinners, That's the topic for today's episode, and here's what we already know. 1.
0: We know that the original inventor of the fidget spinner, Catherine Hettinger, did not make much money at all. This is because after her rejections from toy manufacturers such as Hasbro, she let her patent expire in 2005, leaving the fidget spinner open to anyone else to make.
1: 2. We know that the basic structure of the fidget spinner is simple, and we also know the forces that drive it, friction and the conservation of angular momentum.
0: But we still wanna know if these toys are actually good for our brains.
1: Claims by manufacturers have said that these toys can reduce stress, settle anxiety, and even be a form of ADHD management.
0: I know that I use my fidget spinner in the classroom all the time.
1: But no, they're so noisy and so distracting, I'm trying to focus and everyone else is spinning. But I can't spin without focusing and I can't focus without spinning. Well, I guess we'll just have to find out the science behind it.
0: So to find out the truth, we spoke to Andrew Greenfield, child psychologist in Sydney.
3: I have seen plenty of my patients bring in fidget spinners, but also my own kids as well.
1: And what do you think about the fidget spinner?
3: It's a fun activity to do. (laughs) In my profession, a lot of people are talking about the usefulness for a lot of developmental disorders such as ADHD, even Asperger's and autism sometimes. Does it actually work? So, in certain cases, a lot of occupational therapists will use tools to help in terms of getting a child on track, and often just having something in the non-dominant hand, so the hand that you're not writing with normally, can help a child concentrate it just helps you focus on the more salient information which is the teacher talking or whatever else is happening around you in the classroom so certainly it can be of use sometimes but i think probably unfortunately just because of the craze and it's gone a little bit out of hand and there's lots of different types of fidget spinners these days and they're getting louder as well these fidget spinners and In those cases, it served, in my experience, as a further distraction for the child. If we talk about ADHD just as an example for a second, one of the best things any child with, I guess, more severe ADHD can do is, is exercise and move constantly. It's about the lack of stimulation of a certain drug in the brain, and by exercising, we are naturally stimulating that drug in the brain. In terms of moving and doing something and getting the blood flowing in any way whatsoever, obviously in the classroom, you can't exercise. So just by doing something and having some sort of action in your hand, in general, can be beneficial.
1: So, do you think anything could be a fidget spinner? Anything that a kid picks up could kind of be a fidget kind of toy?
3: I mean, even having like a, a pen lid, I mean, I know that I can sometimes focus and concentrate when I'm opening and closing a pen lid, for example. Often kids will have a squishy ball, you know, these stress balls. So I don't know if it's necessarily a fidget spinner itself. So there's nothing
0: necessarily inherently brilliant and effective of the fidget spinner itself.
3: There probably is one thing I think that the fidget spinners do have quite a bit of a benefit on and that is more the constant consistency and the consistency of the noise that it makes. You kind of twirl it once and it goes around. It lasts for quite a while and it's more about the fact that you know often kids will have comfort with the noise and the action of it. You can physically feel it as well. Do you think it's just a craze? Will it go out of fashion or will,
0: will it somehow stick around with clinical uses?
3: As I say to, to parents, don't believe the spin, pun intended. <laughs> I don't particularly think it's anything groundbreaking that's going to stick around forever. But, you know, I'm always of the opinion if it doesn't hurt the child and if it doesn't cost thousands of dollars, it's worth trying. And Or the worst case, you take it off the child if it's having a negative effect or having no effects. So, is it going to have any major psychological benefit? I would be hesitant to say that. But a cool, interesting toy, absolutely.
0: And that brings us to our creative challenge for this week.
1: As you may know, at the end of each episode, we will set a creative challenge for you guys.
0: This week, your challenge is to make your own fidget spinner. Check out our blog for tutorials and websites teaching you how to make your own. But here's what our engineer Jesse has to say.
2: So step one would be get your paperclip. Step two would be get your cardboard and then trace the outline, whatever outline you want of your spinner. Make sure it's symmetrical. And then step three would be to puncture the spinner in the exact center of your outline. Step four is to start spinning.
0: So thanks for listening to our show. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode of Kids Weekly Podcast very soon. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast to keep up to date with all the latest.
1: For more information on our show, including our blog, make sure to check out our website, www.kidsweekly.com.au.
0: Oh, and of course we have the joke of the week Last week we had an awesome joke by Erin from Los Angeles And we can't wait to hear some more of these jokes You can send in your jokes using our email address Kidsweeklypodcast at gmail.com
1: This week's joke is brought to you by Alice from Sydney What wobbles in the sky? A jellycopter <laughs> Thanks for listening We hope you've learned something new I certainly did
0: And get creating We want to see what you guys can come up with.
1: Bye!